Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we will be checking in with a couple, I feel like we circle back to them every few months for a bit of a progress report. But uh, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom are really, really had a weekend at the Vatican, which we will be discussing. I cannot wait. Also, we're going to get into Prince Harry's pre-wedding diet, which I love hearing when a groom gets into a pre-wedding diet. We will also be discussing the official name of Royal Baby Number 3, which I regret to inform you is not Jerry. I know. When we recorded last week, we didn't know the name yet. And man, were we high on the Jerry possibility. We really were. I was ready. I was already picturing those like little monogrammed onesies. But yeah, well, we're going to get into the reveal of the name and how we feel about it. Because you know us, we're going to have... A lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. So first, Katie and Orlando. We're going we're gonna to start with a non-royal story this week. They've had a confusing Katie and Orlando. I'm going to set the context for this. A really serious, weighty... Uh, my dissertation, if I was in college now, would be on Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom, maybe. Um, but they were dating for a long time. They famously went on this paddleboard expedition together for which Orlando got fully nude. They went to Cannes. They, they, they went to all sorts of different things together, uh, different events. They went to the Democratic National Convention. That was this is how long they've been dating. Anyway... They've been separated for a long time, but confirmed that they are back together in a very dramatic fashion, Julie. This is how we should all do it. We want people to know we are on the scene dating someone. They went to meet the Pope at the Vatican. Julia, would you have predicted this, that the reason why they were there was so Katie could speak about meditation? No, because I also know that there was an amazing Katy Perry story a few months back was it last year about how she bid she wanted to buy some sort of mm-hmm. what was it a former monastery she was in a fight with nuns over this building i believe the nun who she was in battle with actually died yeah well you're, you're jumping to my like punchline of oh, the sorry. whole piece no but i love that because i feel like that is the important context she's been in this battle with the nuns for three years which is crazy. And then I don't know all the details. The nun died in court, right? It was something dramatic and crazy yeah. like that. Again, only the hard the facts here. I think so. <laughs> Could have been. So someone said that, I guess, part of the reason, well, I mean, I don't think it actually is connected, but someone was joking that part of the reason that they went uh, was like a Katie one-upping and showing the nuns like she's in with the Pope. It's sort of like the checkmate move when you're in a legal battle with nuns, I feel, to go hang with the Pope. Right. Just FYI, we're, we're taking selfies together now. Do you think it's connected? I feel like I wonder if that was in the back of her head in any way. I think she definitely wanted to get, she wanted him to like absolve her of guilt. I think maybe she wanted to do a little confession, even if it was during this audience Mm. with photographers, maybe just apologize. I mean, if I were her, I would definitely want to karmically clear that slate. No, I agree. Maybe she was looking for some sort of uh, meaning in uh, in this whole back and forth with the nuns by going right to the Vatican. Right. Maybe apologize. I don't know. She wore what I'm going to controversially call maybe a potentially, I feel like this is a look you could rock for Meghan and Harry's wedding, the look she wore. 
a black veiled hat and then a matching black ruffled dress. But it was a very, to me, it had it had the look of the fascinator vibe that you would see Kate Middleton wear to some sort of occasion. Yes, it's a little kind of pillbox hat-ish, pillbox hat mm-hmm. slash fascinator mm-hmm. with some great black lace over. I don't know where you were this weekend when you first saw this photo, but I absolutely did not realize that Katie and Orlando were together or that Katie was meeting the Pope. So if there was some sort of camera on my face, it was like three different just taken aback realizations. Yeah, Shock after shock. Well, she, I actually had a similar reaction in that I was watching her. This must have been Saturday morning. She had like a seven part Instagram story, but you know, I'm committed to watching all seven parts of that. And I was on, I was along for the ride. She really knew how to build the suspense because first she was showing you where she was and you connected where she she was going to meet the Pope. Oh, interesting. Kind of fun. Wonder what that's going to be like. Then she flashes her phone onto Orlando and says, my darling is here. Um, so, and it's very, it's very quick. I had to go back and rewatch it because she, you don't see him for very long, but he's in the front seat or one of, the, one of them's in the driver's seat, one of them's in the front seat. So that's how you find out Orlando's there. So she really knew how to, I feel like she's mastered the Instagram story reveal. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like taking your new boyfriend to the Pope is more serious than proposing. <laughs> it's pretty intense for also a, a relationship where you're, maybe she was also going somehow to find um, some, I don't know, understanding or meaning in her relationship with Orlando. Right. Like what better, if you've been on and off with someone for a few years, what better way of, I don't know, understanding where you stand by going to just go directly to the Pope. Um, I guess it was also, there was some hinting they were back together in my background research for this segment. I found out that on entertainment tonight last week, she said they, that they were, she was doing press for American Idol and she was asked, I guess if she would ever date an American Idol contestant, which seems like an iffy question. Um, and I Julia would be so insulted <laughs> if I'm Katy Perry. Yeah, and- I, I find that it's, it's like an inappropriate question for sure. And she responded, no, I'm sorry. I have been spoken for and speak for myself and I'm very happy. So she hinted that potentially she was maybe back with him. But then the grand reveal came this weekend and then the grandest of reveals. Julie, I'm really excited for you to I don't know if you read about today, Orlando Bloom had an interview come out, I think with the Times of London. Uh, and he talks pretty openly about his relationship with Katie. And I wonder if they plan this interview to come out after the whole Vatican weekend. But because I don't think he's ever talked to this directly about their relationship. So it's an interesting timing. Uh, he says, she's a remarkable human being, actually. And then and what what couple does this remind all of you guys of? Uh, he said he's a little older than Perry and he wasn't overly familiar with her artistic endeavors when they met. Which reminded me exactly of how ha- Megan, remember how Megan said that when she met right. Harry, she didn't really even connect that he was a prince. And she didn't say that, but it was that idea. Also, a little older. He's what? He's not old enough that you don't know who Katy Perry is, is what I'm trying to say. I would go out on a limb to say Katy Perry is more famous than the Pope. It was nice of Katy Perry to grant the Pope a private audience. Okay, so he's 41 and she's 33. So he's eight years older. That's crazy. Right. I know this isn't like Al Pacino, who we were just talking about, <laughs> dating Katy Perry. You might give that him a little bit of slack. But Orlando Bloom should be familiar, quote unquote, familiar with her artistic endeavors, please. Right. Exactly. If you're going to give that statement, you have to be Al Pacino or older. 
or talking about, I don't know, some up and comer. She's on a Super Bowl halftime show. I don't know why I'm getting so heated about this, but it's kind of crazy, right? It is kind of crazy. Also, can I take this back a minute? Can we look? Maybe I'm just being, is it, is it not a bold move for Katy Perry to do a full smoky eye to meet the Pope? Wow, very relevant with the Sarah Huckabee Sanders drama of right, the weekend to bring this back to the smoky eye. Wait, I don't think I looked closely enough. I'm going to examine right now. Where are you looking at her Instagram? Yes, it is her Instagram. I kind of think of meeting the Pope in the vein of like meeting the Queen. Oh, wow, it is an intense smoky eye. Right. If you guys haven't already, it's the Instagram in which Katie pictures herself and the Pope. Orlando looking on very lovingly at the Pope. It looks like if you were to look at this photo, it looks like Orlando's dating the Pope. That's how yeah. lovingly. Katie looks extremely, I feel like she picked this photo very uh, with clear intent. She looks extremely spiritually moved, as anyone would be, I guess. But Right. But I feel like you could also read this photo to be, again, the Pope was granted an audience with Katy Perry. And Katy Perry, because she has her hand on top of the Pope's. Yeah. I feel like you're not supposed to ever cover the papal ring. I don't know where I just pulled that information out from, but I feel... Religious religious (laughs) studies lesson here. But I feel like when when you meet the Pope, you're given a list of strict instructions. It's like meeting the Queen. Sorry, now I'm going down this Orlando Bloom rabbit hole. So the rest of this interview gets also kind of weird. And I feel like if I was Katie and dating him, I would not feel great about this. After the little dig and not being familiar with to teenage dream songstresses work he says i wouldn't have imagined anything happening as in with katie which is kind of weird he's saying uh, you know what's what's the implication there and you know when you get hit sideways you get hit sideways you don't pick who you fall in love with I don't, it's almost like he's apologizing or like, yeah, it's almost like he's talking to her, you know, uh, her worst enemy or something and having to justify why he's dating her. Right. But that would like, maybe if he were dating some sort of like Heidi Montag or like some reality television star. It sounds like he's dating like a bridge troll, a troll under the bridge. You don't know when you're going to get hit sideways. You get hit sideways. And then it goes on from here more. Uh, She's on tour. I'm doing a play. Everything evolves. Bloom will kick off a three-month run in the West End revival of Tracy Let's Play Killer Joe. I have a lot of respect for her and a lot of deep feeling. So we will see. Super vague. This is so confusing. I don't. I need to take this. I don't even know. There's a lot of subtext. I'm still hung up on you know when you get hit sideways, you get hit sideways. You don't pick who you fell in love with. As if she did some sort of spell. Like I don't know. You'd you'd think he was dating someone extremely embarrassing, right? Which maybe is how he feels about it. Well, wow. I really I have done a turn. Thought we were here to talk a little sweet story about meeting the Pope. <laughs> but so what, she talked to the Pope about meditation? Oh, yeah. So she was going, there was a lot of, a lot of the Instagram story was her with this, I think his handle, a good branding because it stuck with me. I think his handle is a meditation <laughs> Bob. <laughs> and I guess meditation Bob is Katy Perry's guru, her spiritual guru who taught her about her meditation work. I did not know that the Pope was on Instagram either. Did he post a selfie with Katy? No, he didn't. But wow, also, uh, 
I mean, just to be shouted out in the same caption as Meditation Bob, I'm just... This is a lot of layers here. She says, honored to be... (laughs) Katie says, honored to be in the presence of His Holiness. His compassionate heart and inclusivity. Thank you to Meditation Bob and the Cura Foundation for making it all possible. Wow. Meditation Bob posted a lot this weekend. (laughs) I mean, this is the biggest thing to happen to Meditation Bob in... I don't know. Well, let's see. He's also followed by this, this tracks to me. He's all he's followed by two people I follow, Katy Perry and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, totally tracks. He's been on the Ellen show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he is he talk about if you want to get into the medication game, he's your celebrity guide. All right. Well, okay, wait, I'm just one last question, though. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. How aware do you think the Pope is of Katie? Perry's own artistic how did Orlando phrase it I think he was more aware I don't think he's giving any quotes like that I'm sure he's secretly listening to um I don't know E.T. in the car on his way home from the Pope event he went to (laughs) um I don't I think he knows who Katy Perry is so does Orlando I don't like this new trend of that you have to play it like you don't know who the celebrity you're dating is right not a fan of that at all and I want to know how the nuns are going to react to this as well. Oh my God. I think Katie just won. That was check and mate. Yeah, that really was. Katie did everything this weekend. She, she posted up showing her new, like showing the new man that she's back with, whatever, in the most kind of glam way of doing so. Met the Pope, got the photo, tagged the Pope on Instagram, and got a one-up over these nuns she's battling with. I know. She really did it all. She really did it all. So the only person who perhaps is having as good of a weekend as Katy Perry is Meghan Markle. <laughs> because I assume every weekend for Meghan now is just perfect. She is... Julie, can we break this down? She he is Harry Prince Harry... The headline here is Prince Harry has lost seven pounds. Uh... What do you make of this? Can you explain this diet situation? I was a little surprised by this because I did not think that Harry had weight to lose. I didn't think that was necessary, but maybe if you want to feel better, maybe have more energy. Um, acor- yeah. According to one source, the royal has joined Miss Markle in juicing, cutting out carbs and processed food and incorporating ingredients such as kale and quinoa into his daily diet. A source said... Megan has completely changed Harry's diet. She's got him juicing and he has lost at least half a stone, which is a lot for someone as skinny as he is. So even it's like the source is like, he does not need to be losing weight. The quote goes on. They have bought a top of the range juicer and she has him on fruit and veggie smoothies. She's also weaning him off meat. This is an intense picture. Also, I, I keep coming back to your point and the source's point, which you rarely see this kind of opinionated take from the source on these kind of stories, where they're basically saying he was so skinny to begin with. He was. I mean, how is he? How skinny is he going to be? Right. I mean, if this were a friend of mine who just, like, one, was skinny, and two, just lived for carbs, I don't know. I I would kind of say, like, listen, you don't have to change yourself for this chick. But please, please read the next part. The the sentence Josh put on the script is just insane. I wrote in all caps, burgers and pizzas are done. (laughs) 
in all with lots of exclamation points. On a visit to Chicago, a Chicago school, this is from the Daily Mail, Rebecca English. On a visit to Chicago school last year, the 33-year-old admitted that he had given up pizza and told students on another visit that he had never eaten a kebab. It was a strange assertion since when he was a soldier, colleagues said he lived off Kentucky Fried Chicken and his family's former chef, who we've talked about before on this podcast, Darren McGrady, said that as young boys, Harry and William loved eating burgers, pizza, and potato skins. Oh my gosh. So the Daily Mail actually did a really kind of amazing chart that they broke down sort of what Harry can eat and can't eat on this new Megan diet with, with an amazing sort of photo research situation. The first photo is Harry stuffing a burger in his face <laughs> in, when he's like a kid and so younger, like as at some event. Um, and then they, they flash to a photo of him looking super skinny in London last week. You can really see it, Julie, in this profile pic. I just sent you. It is sort of a side shot of him out with Megan last week. And he's looking svelte. He is looking svelte. He really is. And I love this contrast of the the burger face to this. But he looks almost... I'm going to go out. I mean, I don't want to, you know, as long as he's healthy, that's what matters. But he looks scarily skinny, actually. I know. I hope he doesn't lose any more weight. And the chart says, what's in? Quinoa, kale, juicing, clean eating. What's out? Kentucky Fried Chicken, burgers, carbs, processed foods, pizza. I really, I'm really glad they made a chart to help us break that down. But slash, I'm going to print it out. So who am I kidding? I don't know. I feel like... I don't usually make such bold assertions, but I don't know if I believe this. I, I feel like I don't know if this is coming from Megan. I see her being more, you look great, body positivity. I don't know. No. It doesn't seem like. See, I, no. I feel like she has a little bit of the Gwyneth where she says, like, you're going to feel so much better. Wait till you see how much energy you have on this new diet. True, true. I see what you're saying. I'm with you in the sense of she would come at it for more of the wellness mental benefits not you need to get skinny kind of vibe right Mm -hmm. i could see that oh wow i've forgotten some of these facts miss markle once described her ideal day as starting with a clean cleanse vanilla shake blended with (laughs) blend julie's already just like shivering blended with blueberries and a soise salad for lunch and a little goat cheese and possibly a slice of baguette on the side with seafood for dinner it doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't sound terrible, no. But I feel like that is maybe what she said. We don't know what actually went on. Right. I'm interested to see what weight he ends up in in three weeks. They'll be making no appearances for the next three weeks in the build up to the wedding. So the next time we see Meghan Markle, will be in her wedding dress. And Julie was taunting me in a way you would not believe on Friday night. I have never been more envious. It was really kind of rude. I know. It was actually, it was potentially one of the only fights we've ever gotten in. Um, I was getting texts from her. I was loving them, though, at the same time as being upset. I was mainly upset that we weren't watching it together, but Julie was watching the Lifetime movie that Megan, the Megan and Harry royal romance that is coming out. When is it coming out, Julie? Harry and Megan, a royal romance, May 13th. And just to give you a little backstory, I'm moderating. There's there's some sort of tea event that Lifetime is hosting this Thursday, and I'm moderating a panel. So I'm going to go so deep on it. But they sent me a screening link. 
it was burning a hole through my inbox. I have never watched anything as fast as this. I went immediately home on a Friday night, turned down the lights, like canceled all other plans, and just to watch this and texted Josh. Can I read some of the text? Yes, yes. You guys are going to lose it because it is if they took our podcast episodes like everything that has been a subject of so much discussion and they scripted it as a plot point it's incredible it has everything what was your overall feeling about the actors who played megan and harry i thought they were really good and actually ryan walked in at one point and he was like what are you watching but he thought that megan the actress who played megan was actually actually megan Megan. he was blown away they did a good casting really great casting job I mean, there are lions. There's a lot of scenes that take place in Africa. What percentage did you feel like was trying to be faithful to what really happened versus an imagined uh, dynamic? Well, it's interesting because the romance is so much of, it sounds like a made-for-TV movie. They actually, it felt to me like they inserted like kind of villainous palace insiders who were like Kate's age. And Kate was like Team Megan, but they were kind of trying to like stir the pot with Megan. Oh, well, because when we were talking about this movie, when we did our crossover episode with the When Megan Met Harry podcast, I feel like we were thinking, because I felt from the trailers, they were kind of making it like Kate was the villain. Right. And it is weird because this this actress who plays Kate is kind of playing her like the villain, but she... I love that. I think that's amazing. She does come around. All right, let's read the text. So she says, so far, Megan has expressed her desire to become the first biracial president of the United States and told the suits producer she wouldn't do a nude scene tom markle we'll, we'll, i'll read three then we'll go back through them tom markle had a scene in the first four minutes dying to know what that scene is megan's mom after hearing about her date with prince harry told megan wait until i tell the girls at yoga kate doesn't love the idea of harry having an american girlfriend oh no they're so loud yeah, she actually says that. Kate says, oh no, not an American. They're so loud. I'm obsessed with this portrayal of Kate. Okay, let's get to some more of these details. I'm living for this. Harry in Botswana is confiding in Megan about how he was bullied as a child for being a ginger. Yes, I didn't get that. They tried to make it out as Harry had been through like hell. Like he was some bullied like monster because he had red hair. Someone did once tell me that in the UK that is an an intense thing if you have red hair. Maybe it is. But I mean... I guess so. There was a flashback scene where Princess Di ordered a hot dog at Buckingham Palace. And then the last detail Julie texted me, which is my favorite, I think, of all, believe it or not, given how good everything else has been. OMG, Harry tells off the palace courtiers who want Meghan to shut down the TIG. No way in hell. That blog is her identity. I cannot believe the TIG shutdown is A, a plot point, and B, gets Harry to scream at the palace courtiers. It is amazing. Wow, I'm dying to see this movie. This is the best PR we could ever do for them. Well, now that everyone is is so eager to watch, which you all should be, I'm sure, we are going to have to do something that night, either live tweet on the account, or we're going to do something when it's airing. Yes, 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 yes. And Julie will be interviewing the whole cast, which I can't wait to hear about on next week's episode. I know, it should be very good. But let's let's talk about some real-life royal news. Oh yeah, let's end with the royal baby. So, what did you think, Julie? Prince Louis. 
Louis Arthur Charles, we should note, is the full name. I don't know. I can't remember if the palace officially said this or it was just reported, but it's Louis, not Louis. They've made that clear, which I know can be a common point of confusion with that name. Um, and also, we talked about this in terms of Alexander. Uh, Louis is one of Prince George's names. It's George Alexander Louis. Right. So it's kind of interesting that they used one of George's middle names for their third child's first name. And Julie, I'm sure you can speak to this better than I can, but people were all excited also because this is like a reference to Uncle Dickie from The Crown. Um, because it's like a, it's a shout out to him and he's Philip's uncle, I guess. Right. When I saw his picture, I connected him from The Crown, but he is sort of a... Is he a fan favorite character? I didn't really like necessarily care much about him in the second season, but no. But he was Philip's like real life uncle and father figure. And isn't he the one who came in that episode to pick him up from the school because he didn't want him to be harassed? Right, right. Yeah. So I think that's kind of sweet. So I thought it was a very sweet homage, but there's just something a little weird to me about a baby named Louis. Like, doesn't Louis sound a little bit like a king with gout? Yeah, and also the it's a very French name which I think some people were thrown off by. And also I think the people were really thinking Philip had a good shot or Arthur. I'm happy they didn't go with Albert. I was kind of getting into Arthur, honestly. Right. I was too. Someone noted, which is, you know, Charlotte is kind of a shout out to Prince Charles. Right. And they put Charles's name in this and Louis's name as well. And there haven't really been Middleton names used. I know. Uh, which which kind of I thought was a little unusual because her brother's name is James. Her dad's name is Michael. I was kind of hoping maybe one of those names would get into the mix. Right. I, I was seeing people were guessing that James would at least be like a middle name. Yeah. Louis threw me off. I was not expecting it. Right. George, Charlotte, and Louis. Yeah. George and Charlotte, to me... I have no, I don't really know where the underpinning of this is for me, but George and Charlotte go together to me. And Louis feels a little bit like an outlier name. I know. I'm just imagining the Christmas card, like love, William, Kate, George, Charlotte, Louis, and Lupo. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that Lupo in there. Um, did George and Charlotte make it into the movie, by the way? The Lifetime movie? Yes. They have mul- They have like speaking roles. They have multiple scenes and they cast these actors, these kid actors that are clearly like two years older than George and Charlotte. There's a scene of Kate, William, George and Charlotte just at the breakfast table, just having breakfast. Kate and William are like rolling their eyes that they don't have a life anymore because they have these kids. This is so good. Also, I don't know why I added this in here, but a side note is that I just watched an interview with Kim Kardashian on The Ellen Show, and I learned that Kanye originally wanted to name Chicago Donda, his mom's name, and another possibility was Joe for her grandmother's name, Mary Joe. So why did they settle on Chicago? It's a kind of weird interview. I recommend everyone watch it because she... Ellen's a little confused too. And Kim kind of says, well, we just, and then we just landed on Chicago. And then she kind of explains that Chicago was an important place that raised Kanye. um, And, you know, it has some meaning in that sense, but it's a little strange. Like you get the sense that, and she keeps saying she wanted three first names with one syllable, North Saint. And Chicago doesn't have one syllable. So she seems upset about that. So she was like, it's okay. You know, I'll get over it, but you know, she's a little... And that's why they're going with shy. Anyway, 
that's on the on the celebrity name beat i just wanted to make sure we got that little note in there wow what a what a range of topics today i really feel from the pope to diet to the lifetime breakdown i know to little louie Louie, I don't know. It's kind of growing on me a little. I know. That always happens with these names. I guess it's like you just have to get used to them. Josh and I need a few more weeks. That goes for everything, I think. All right. That does it for this week's In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please send us feedback, thoughts, any questions you might have for Julie to ask the Lifetime cast. I'm sure she'd love to hear. All right. We always appreciate the feedback and it helps us find new listeners. Also feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. Uh, we're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.